all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hi there. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Post Valentine's Day edition. Yes. Yeah. I always, I think it was in our first year, I meant to do the Love Canal as our Valentine's oh, disaster. Okay. But let's see, I think next year, Valentine's Day will be almost on our. It'll be a Sunday next day. Year. Yeah. Because so this, this is a leap Because this is a leap year. Tis a leap year. Tis a leap year. Um, follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Rate, review, rescribe. Give us one star. We'll drag the fuck out of you. <laughs> she will. You've been forewarned. <laughs> will you join in when I, I do You just it? show me. I, I don't really look up our reviews or anything. I don't really care. <laughs> of oh. course, the good ones. I don't mean to say that I don't yeah. care about them at all, but no, the, no. the negative ones I don't care about. Yeah. This is Zach's response. Oh, nice. <laughs> we're we're going to plug uh, our buddy Zach's um, metal, metal blog, blog. <laughs> but we had to ask him for the name. He's like, hold yeah, on Yeah, I Zach. couldn't. Uh, yeah. You tweet a lot, Zach. Yes. So we, we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't find, find it. it. <laughs> but um, wanted to mention, I had the privilege of meeting one of our fellow North Carolina, specifically Raleigh podcasters, Javier. Nice. From Pretend. Um, which I do subscribe to and listen to. It's a great podcast about people who pretend to be people that they're yeah, it's not. A, it's a... A la sort of swindled. Yeah. There was a Netflix show that they had for one season that was pretty good. I can't remember that what it was That was similar called. to that, like mm-hmm. people who run scams and stuff. Because one of them was about the... Uh, was a story that Matt Taibbi did several stories on for Rolling Stone, um, HSBC had laundered $850 million for the Sinaloa cartel, which oh, holy shit. if you don't know who they are, major drug they're cartel, probably the most evil organization on the planet. Whew. That's saying a lot. Yeah, like, <laughs> that but, is true. But they're definitely in the conversation. Wow, wowdy wow. But they, admi- they had to admit it to it uh-huh. because of something they, they can do that's called a non-prosecution prosecution agreement. Oh, okay. So, I mean, huh. if they just admitted to it, yeah. nobody goes to jail. And they paid like a $2 billion fine, but that's literally like six weeks of profit. It's like pocket change. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, we've, wow. got that, we've got that in the couch somewhere. Wow. Here, here, let me get it. Yeah. So absolutely. I can't, I can't remember what it was called. Sorry. Gotcha. That's okay. Absolutely listen to Pretend <laughs> if you don't already. Also, he's coming out with a new podcast called Criminal Conduct. So another one to watch out for. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Support Raleigh podcasters. Absolutely. Support indie podcasters. Absolutely. Wherever you can. Absolutely. For sure. Because at this point, there's probably somebody doing a a podcast in every small city, town. Yeah. um, Junction. In the United States. I'm on a Facebook group um, called Podcasts We Listen To, and people ask for recommendations for podcasts all the time. And people literally ask things like, I'm looking for a long form, single host, preferably female, about this one crime case in Oklahoma in 19... 
uh, oh three, and people will respond with oh, like yeah. ten recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> That's how niche. Because there's, I mean, there's literally now. whatever you're into. There's a podcast out there for mm-hmm. it. I mean, if you, and if there's if not, you, just make one just yourself. make one. Yeah, I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're into, I don't know if I can get as specific as that person just <laughs> right? did, but if you're into, I was uh, making that up. But <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I mean, it was something similar. Oh, but I, I, was just I don't kind doubt of it. Making up the details. Yeah. The hashtag woke. Um, <laughs> what does that even have I, I to do with anything? Nothing. <laughs> but if you're into uh, former baseball players that became monster truck drivers, <laughs> right? I, don't, I don't even know if that's a <laughs> that's thing a or one. if that's ever happened. But but if it has happened, there's a podcast for it, right? most likely. There's it's literally like there's a podcast for that. All right, so I got I got a response from Zach. It is myheavymetaljourney.blogspot.com. Yes, that's it. Yep. yep. Awesome. I I. Um, will admit I have not read your um, blog yet, but I plan to. I've, I've read a couple. He's on a different level of metal than I am. Oh, he <laughs> Zach is an aficionado, my yes. friend. A lot of the bands metal. he knows, like they're when he was growing up, not when I was growing up. So I don't know a lot of them. So I think he's basically like a metal expert. If I oh, yeah. pick out someone who's yes. a metal expert, I think it would be Zach. The, yeah, he, it makes sense for him to have a blog the, or the, do a do a vlog one day. Oh yeah. You love YouTube show. vlogs. You love YouTube I do. That's, shows. Yeah. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts, and mm. now I listen to maybe three. Mm. But there's. But you follow a lot of YouTube. There's channels. There's probably I'm I'm not even exaggerating like twenty to thirty mm-hmm. different YouTube channels that I watch. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of them. Yeah. And today I just picked up another one. So nice. The um, the history, the history podcast, which was called something. something. Crash course. Crash course. That's it. Um. So this is. Zach's description that comes up on his front page. Driving down the music highway. I like that. Nice. I'm just winding my way down the highway of music and sharing my postcards and tourist trap knickknacks with you. I love that. This is so cool. That's what... uh, Oh, go ahead. Strap in for reviews, opinions, and screaming from the driver's seat. Not just metal. All music will be discussed, but mostly metal. (laughs) I like that. It reminds me of... like old-timey radio DJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of... uh, That's what... Queens of the Stone Age second album was essentially about. It was about them driving down the highway in Mexico, hmm. um, tripping on uh, mushrooms. Oh, that's and listening to music and just what that journey would be like. That's educational. Yeah, yeah, it's a great album. <laughs> um, not as good as the new color name you came up with today. It is not. Yeah, yeah. Would you sa- like to share Sage Against the Machine. Yes. <laughs> but you said something like Sage Against, like no, this I... color. Or, I said sage, and you said sage against the I? machine. I thought yeah. you said sage against something, but it no, no, rage against. I, the I machine. think you just came up with it, yeah. Which uh, I tried very hard because mm. they are coming to Raleigh. Yeah. I've never seen them live, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why they're selling out arenas, is because yeah. a lot of people haven't. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, you're in go kept, secondary market. Kept getting knocked off a of Ticketmaster, and it was mm-hmm. getting really annoying after about 45 minutes. So I was just like, it's how Ticketmaster works, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I was like, oh, found good seats, good price. Somebody Gone. else, somebody else mm-hmm. is already. Ticketmaster is a very buggy site, very buggy. But the it only does not work well. Other time I did that for the Tool Show, mm-hmm. I got tickets in like five minutes, and the I was time like, I did it for the Tool Show in Charlotte. That we went to a few years ago. It took me an hour. Oh my god, it was so fucking annoying. That's how lovely my wife is. That's right. I loved you so much. I spent an hour at the office, and this was not when I was self-employed. This was at when I was being paid traditionally employed. 
I wouldn't do it now. I did it when I was traditionally employed because <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. Because now you don't have the time. Now I don't have the time. That is correct. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it's tax season. <laughs> well, um, well, judging by the carnage count, we'll see how deep and right? heavy you, in the tax season you are right? for tonight's episode. Well, I, I have been informed that I was absolutely scintillating as Drunk Rachel last week. Yes, at, you were. For Action Park. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently I had a very good That's What She Said moment. Yeah, and I, and I can't remember, remember I can't remember what it was. <laughs> so apparently I'm at my best when I'm just sloshed. Yes. So, Speaking of which. So I think more people are like, uh, David, you do more of them so Rachel can get hammered. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> what you drinking tonight? I am having... One of the very uh, delicious uh, beers from Burial, known as the Skillet Donut Stout. Yes. It is made with Vortex Donuts. Yeah, near the uh, Burial. Yes, like right around the corner, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get one of these at the brewery, mm-hmm. they serve it with a donut. Yeah, it's super cute. It is. Like a little donut hole. That, yes. Yeah, on a, on a toothpick. Um, I had one before I realized it wasn't vegan and yeah. it was really good. And it's, then I realized it wasn't vegan and can't have them anymore. It so. is very de- delicious. Delicious. I am having a nice solid Guinness in preparation for my I trip. Sip of that. Yeah, of course. I haven't had a Guinness in a while. Always a good beer. Good serviceable beer. Um, yes, it is. Now, I, I have been corrected and I promise I will correct myself moving forward. I am visiting the United Kingdom. And the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> and I am going to be We're flying... We're ignorant Americans, folks. Come on. I'm going to be flying in and out of <clears throat> the Republic of Ireland, yeah. specifically. Uh, just people all around the world, and in the rest of America, too, like, even close to America, like Canada and Mexico, mm-hmm. um, look at who our president is. Make sure that the bar for us is set really low, <laughs> very extremely low. Well, what? He, so just to, so just give us a little bit of room to breathe. We'll what get was we'll get through it. The thing he did recently when he thought a city like or a when, state like was what hour? No, recently. Like, oh, he called oh, uh, Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs who won the Super Bowl. Yes, he congratulated the I'll, state of Kansas. I'll give him that <laughs> one because because I've done that several times because their Kansas City also does bleed into Kansas. What I love is that's the tweet he decided to delete. Did he delete yeah, that? Yeah, he deleted it. There's no stupid shit. He's tweeted. But there's no that's point the in one he decided deleting to delete. a tweet because people screenshot well, those the all the time. Just so leave what, it up. What I think is hilarious is of all the shit, the bullshit that man has tweeted, apparently the one thing he was actually embarrassed about was not knowing where Kansas City, where the Chiefs uh, reside, was Missouri. Where the football not, team resides. The football team, yeah. And, the uh, poorly named football team, but yes. Well, don't don't get caught up in that. <laughs> they they were originally the Dallas Texans for their first three seasons, and then so how did the Houston? No, I'm not. We're not going. Yeah, into that. I could. I could have a I whole know, podcast I know on you that. Could. We'll do but, that in all uh, bad sports. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I don't think I said this in the last time we recorded. But yes, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I was very much rooting for them. Is it their first? It Super is their Bowl second one? Super Bowl. It is their first official Super Bowl title, known as the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Their first championship was way back when the fourth annual AFL NFL championship. The fourth, the fourth, wow. which was also the last. <laughs> Oh, okay. This was the right before very the next, Super Bowl. The very next season, the two leagues merged. Okay. So. All right. And it was not... It is retroactively known as Super Bowl Four. Oh, okay. But at the time, it was the AFL-NFL gotcha. championship. I gotcha. Okay. For all your uh, sporting needs. But the Chiefs are an original AFL team, just like the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Albeit, they started in a different city. But anyway. 
And uh, how many Super Bowls have the Buffalo Bills won? They've won four. If you are a child in Uganda, <laughs> because when they print, because because when they print yes, the Super Bowl yes. winning shirts, the team that loses, they send them to Africa That's somewhere. Right. Yeah, they send them to like missions. I've seen that meme a couple times. Um, yeah, <laughs> that people in no, Africa just like, think the Bills must be like the it was like a, most winning. It was like. Um, Children in the country of Chad wondering when the next Bills Super Bowl dynasty will begin because they've got all the they've got because as far as they know they won four They're in a like, row. Whatever. <laughs> they probably know better now. The internet didn't exist. My guess is they don't even give a shit what no. it says on the they don't <laughs> the shirt. But yeah, yeah, they sold those shirts the next day for food probably. No, maybe yeah, unfortunately. All right, I have to. I realized I left the research over there. Enough puttering around. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've taken up 13 minutes of time from the audience. That's okay. Okay. Because this is we'll awful. We'll get into them earlier. Oh, okay. This is awful. Mm. Um, well, this is all bad things. Yeah, I put on... Um, so last week we had kind of a... I mean, people did die, but it was more of... We focused a little more on the frivolity of Action Park. Yes. Um, so It's kind of a hybrid episode. Yeah. I put on our Facebook page, I was like, you know, well, I hope you guys enjoyed that because we're going to... This episode's next episode is gonna be a super bummer. People loved it. They're like, "Yes, that's like, what we're finally. here for." <laughs> like what? <laughs> but I mean, I guess we are listed as a disaster podcast, so it's just really hard to be funny in situations like this. Um, so this is the story. Jeez, what is this? Of the Winter Cherry Shopping Center fire. Oh no! So let me set this up. On March twenty fifth. 2018. This just happened less than a year ago. Was this in Mexico? No. A fire at the Winter Cherry Mall and in... Okay, hold on. Kimirova, Russia. Oh. Killed 60 people and oh. injured an additional 79. Jesus. More than half of them were children who died. Oh, my yeah, God. This is, this is... Oh, okay. Uh, so, so back, back to the shit. Oh, God, yes. No kidding. So, I'm going to have a swig. <laughs> We're going to have to go through a couple tonight. <clears throat> yeah, so, I have an entire paragraph of a shout-out because, like I said, I don't know if I've mentioned, it's tax season here in America. Um, if you live in a country where you don't have a, quote, season for taxes because they're smart and know how to properly administer taxes and you don't have to worry about that shit, it, it's a thing. Anyway, you don't need to know it. The specifics, it's just awful. Anyway, I... Not as awful as this, though. No. Although one of my life goals is to change our system of taxation. Power to the people. I, anyway, know, I know you'll give it a, a good try. You know I always do. Yes. All right, but this this means it's officially time for me to dig into the listener research that's been sent. I've been hoarding everybody's research who sent in. Now... First of all, I want to make it clear. If you make suggestions, we love it. That's mm -hmm. super Absolutely. helpful. Thank you so much. We do suggestions a lot. Yes. If you send in a suggestion and a link or two, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Like, it's not like any uh, any of this is not appreciated. It 100% is. But sometimes some of our <laughs> listeners will go like 10 extra steps and full-blown produce a script. Like, we've read one of Abby's. Mm -hmm. Um, damn it, who else did? Uh, Steven did at least one for us. 
I, I shouldn't have even. Too, but, uh, I shouldn't have even started trying naming people because I know I'll forget. Because I forget most of our disasters after we do them anyway. So, um, so I apologize if I didn't shout you out and you have given us uh, research, but this is one of those cases to the point where I basically didn't do much at all to this script. This is almost all the work of our awesome listener and all bad things discussion group frequent um contributor leanne oh okay so thank you so much absolutely this is amazing of course i added my little interjections to the script of course right but but this is especially good because um didn't she put on Facebook or Twitter a couple months ago, like she was thinking about writing a script for us and was wondering how we wanted her to do it? Honestly, I don't. This I think is back it was in December. She she yeah. sent this in early December. I think I think that was her. Okay. Anyway, because I remember a responding to say that to somebody mm-hmm. that asked that question. I was mm-hmm. write it however you want. Like it's well, up, she did it's a up great to you. job. Absolutely, I think I, that's, I love I think it that's her. She she wrote like literally. She put headline history corner. I'm like now. Does she know us or does she know yeah, us? Right? She knows us exactly. Like laid the whole thing out exactly as I would have. So, like she's she's a a good student of uh, all bad things, or at least like okay, I want to do this. How should I lay she knows it out? How the show me, works. Yeah, I know how you guys work. So, um, but this especially is helpful because uh, Leanne's boyfriend and his parents are from this place in Russia. Wow, Kimura. really? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or Kimarava. So, so, Leanne put in pronunciations, which, oh my God, how kind and generous of her to do. And yet, I can't even, like, I'm not even properly, I'm sure, pronouncing well, her pronunciation Russian. guides. The, but... the, only, the only Russians that live here play professional hockey. So. <laughs> Plus, Leanne is such a smart person. And again, all of our listeners are, like, stupid smart. Which, that doesn't make sense. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. They know what you mean. We have, like, district attorneys and... Um, authors. Authors and professors and PhD students who listen to and us. And we also have other podcasters that listen to yes, us as well. Yes, and it's amazing. And whatever. We have heavy metal bloggers that listen to mm-hmm. us. So whatever you're into... Uh, I have not met a stupid listener no. on in our interactions. Everyone's been... I've not met a mean listener and I've not met a... A uh, not smart listener. <laughs> it's just me who's not smart by us. saying not smart. Yes. Um, I did good in English. I did so good. Um, <laughs> everyone who listens to us, I don't know. Uh, it, maybe it's the law of attraction. Maybe we are really great people because I think that's all of it. our listeners are really awesome are too. Fantastic. So. so Leanne is so smart. She can read Cyrillic letters. <laughs> so like basically, she I don't can know read how you Russian. do that. Yeah. I know. So she was so helpful on this it, because it literally looks alien, right? Because she was able to not only draw from um, her boyfriend and, and his family's experiences and and information that they could provide, but she she linked to her sources, and half of them are Russian, like in Russian. Like there's no way I could have read it. So she, if I had tried to cover this disaster, it would not have been half as thorough as her because she can she can access those resources. Sure. So um, anyone is more than welcome, and in fact, like basically, I'm Encouraged. begging you, yeah, to do research, but. Um, I was using the PC word, encouraged. Encouraged, there you go. But anyone who also is able to draw from 
uh, resources because of your location, your your specialized knowledge, whatever the case may be. Yeah, That's things we wouldn't necessarily think awesome. of. Yeah, especially things in different languages, which we right. I mean, you can use Google Translator and stuff, but it's not the right. Uh, no, uh, no, you wouldn't understand the. Um, the context or the nuance? Yeah, I mean, because every country has a different culture. Yes. But, but that culture becomes more ex- extreme in our sense if there's a different language involved, yes. too. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Yeah, so. there's more of a barrier of really understanding it yeah. completely, yeah. Um, so Leanne's primary sources were Wikipedia, including Russian Wikipedia, the CBC, YouTube, the New York Times, and the Guardian. Okay. Um. Now YouTube will get into because there's lots of footage of this stuff. I read so. the Guardian as well here and there. Yeah, that's, that's yep. uh, Thomas Frank writes for them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So geography and history corners. So again, most of this script is uh, Leanne's, and I just realized I need to get more ink for my printer. Look at look at the difference there. First paragraph, oh, second paragraph. Yes. Yeah, I'm running out of ink. I'm sure that was fascinating, and everyone needed to know that. All first, right, first world problems. Yes. So, Kimirava is the administrative center, similar to a state capital, of Kimirava Oblast. And Oblast is mm-hmm. kind of like a state. We've, we've I think mentioned we've that, before. that before. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in the southeast region of western Siberia, about 3,000 kilometers, or, and she did the conversions, 1,864 miles from Moscow. Wow, that's a ways away. Yeah, so I looked it up. My, myself and it's basically central east to west but kind of a bit to the south directly north of the area where kazakhstan and mongolia meet north of china if that helps anyone in any way i don't know I'm in other words <laughs> in other words it's freezing fucking cold I, well siberia you just say siberia <laughs> yeah um so there's that I was literally just going to say something, and it went out of my head that's okay. been happening to me so much it must have been so important all right, so it's an industrial city. Oh, I don't remember what it was. I looked at our disaster map that we have on Google Maps, mm-hmm. and I saw a pin right over Kamirava. K- mm-hmm. And I was like, what disaster have we done here? Is that the Kishto? Aeroflot. Oh, okay. Kid yeah. in the cockpit. Yep. They crashed in this oblast. Oh, okay. So that's, we've been to this area before. I think the oblast is more of like the county. Is that similar that to a state? As oh, Leanne she said. wrote it on there. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought, okay. No, no, that was not me. That I thought, was Leanne. I Most of this is I, Leanne. Okay. I remembered mm-hmm. it as like a county, but I guess, yeah, that makes sense too. Region, yeah. I guess, yeah. All right. Uh, so it's an industrial city with just over half a million residents. That's pretty large, all things considered. Uh, so Leanne's boyfriend's dad said that when he lived there during Soviet times, so Mm -hmm. he lived there back in the USSR days, it was very polluted. But it might be a little better now due to deindustrialization. It's surrounded by farming and mining villages. And the oblast itself is home to one of the largest coal deposits in the world. So hence all that industry and the pollution. It's probably also why 500,000 people are there. Yeah, for the industry. Mm -hmm. It's not very snowy there, but it's cold enough there that the snow doesn't usually melt until April. That sounds familiar, huh? Sounds like most people in the Northeast. (laughs) What did I write there? (laughs) Read what I wrote there. You wrote in parentheses. Sounds like where David grew up. (laughs) Temperatures in the that's that's the beginning of the brown season. Yeah, right when things start melting. Mm. Ugh. 
Temperatures in the winter only tend to have a high of 14 degrees Fahrenheit, negative 10 Celsius, and a low of 6 degrees below zero Fahrenheit, or negative 21 Celsius, but it can definitely go way lower. I think, I I believe I looked up our uh, Messina's average temperatures in the winter. I want to say our average daytime temperatures is like 23 degrees. So warmer Daytime, than yes, yeah. warmer than this. Yeah, but it's not still by a pretty ton. fucking mm-hmm. cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's why we were so excited to go to uh, Myrtle Beach when I was eight. Yeah, because it would be 75, 80 degrees in April, which is something that we couldn't even comprehend. I think that's why you're still obsessed with the beach and stuff is because it was just so different from where you grew up. Well, it's that, and just the I just. I don't know what it is. I, yeah, I, I love the, the sound you of the love, ocean and just beach. staring at it. I can do it all day. <laughs> you, you do enjoy doing it all day. It's, it's a little boring to me, but that's okay. That's okay. All right. So the name Kemerova comes from the last name of one of the first Russian settlers of the area, Kemerov. The city itself is an amalgamation of several older Russian settlements dating back to the early 1700s when coal was first discovered in the area. They were all combined into one city in 1918, but was not Mm. named Kemerava until 1932. Yeah, 1918 would have been the year following the uh, Russian Revolution. The area was home to a prison colony under both the Tsar and Stalin, as well as people who had been exiled there. Many of these people were pulled to work in the mines and later, so pulled to work, that sounds sort of forced laborish. Also an episode that we did, you know what else is happening in 1918? Hmm. Uh, the flu. The, uh, oh yes, that's right, the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. So-called Spanish flu. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we've been to this year before. Yes, we have. Well, yeah, but that's not, this is no, 2018, it's 100 yeah, years later. Yeah. Uh, so p- people were pulled to work in the mines and later chemical factories and smelter plants. And that's why there was that pollution that um, Leanne's boyfriend's dad alluded to. So despite these issues, Kemerova Oblast has a human develop index rating higher than the national average. So it's actually okay. not. If you're in Russia, it's one of the better places to live. This is because Kemerova is rich in natural resources, right? And the governor of the Oblast distributes out some of the money made from those natural resources, which reminds me a lot here in the States of um, the Alaska Development Fund mm-hmm. for oil. Yeah. They basically like distribute out some of the earnings of ruining the entire state. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, no government handouts, uh, Sarah Palin's uh, bill. Oh, she was the Sarah. one that passed that mm. and then went on later on to be like, people shouldn't get things from the government, but you literally give your own state, which is, I agree with. Right. It's their state. They pay taxes and stuff. They should mean, get a piece. You mean she did something and then became a hypocrite to try and earn a higher office? That uh, Nobody's also, ever done that. She also did something highly populist and socialist. Hmm. The government got involved in a private in- industry and handed out part of the profit to people who may or may not invest in it. Imagine that. Yeah. Smart move. We need more of that. <laughs> Hashtag feel the burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bernie was here yesterday and we didn't get to see him. Yeah, because it was. Sucks, I if know. It, yeah, if it would been had been today at nine thirty in the morning, but well, I was coming off of and my, I had to work and, my yeah. overnight shift, so yeah, got to sleep. Got to sleepers sleep. got to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, but <a laughs> let's boo. please get back. Let's try to I stay know. more focused. 
All right, but which so, is mostly my fault at so this here's point. the other side of it. The the governor of the Oblast distributes out some of the money made from those natural resources, but more often than not, most of the money was stolen by oligarchs. Oh yeah. And then yeah. uh let me see if this is No, not yet. There, there's literally a point where I was going along Leanne's script and like at interjecting my things. I interjected something, and like five words later, she said the exact same thing. I'm gonna point it out when I get there. Um, so up until the fire, which was in 2018, the governor of Kemerva Oblast had been the same oligarch since 1997. Uh, so for a long time. Aman. Tuliev. <laughs> Sorry, the pronunciation. I had broken it up over two pages. He joined Vladimir Putin's political party, United Russia, in 2005 and was allowed to create a near-to-authoritarian regime in the Oblast. How boot how huh. that? Who boot that? Man-made disasters... We're, we're working on our own in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Man-made disasters were a pretty common occurrence in the USSR... As we know. As per use. And we have reported on from plane crashes, explosions, building fires, maritime disasters, train disasters, nuclear and industrial accidents. We have, of course, covered some of these. These were deliberately underreported by the state-controlled news media, and only the people closest to the disaster were punished, but nothing changed at the systematic level. And I'm pretty sure we've mentioned that before. Uh, The Soviet Union was big on keeping up appearances, and the CYA... And mm-hmm. CYA, which I love, she translates that. Cover your ass. Yes, that's what I. Uh, that's what I tell cl- uh, new clients when I onboard them. I have everybody sign basically a contract, right? Like you're you're saying you're not lying to me, and so if you get called out on it, it's on you. Um, and I always say, here's my CYA document. Mm-hmm. People know what I mean. Modern Russia didn't get much better when it came to fire deaths. They currently have one of the highest fire death rates in the world. Wow. That's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know why. Here's Well, I'm going to guess part of it is it just is le- le- but... legitimate accidents because many parts of Russia are so freaking cold. So people have fires oh, or yeah, heat or something going nine months out of the year, I'm guessing, depending on where you live. In South Florida, every winter, the one night it would get down to like 50 there would be reports of like 20 house fires caused by get space heaters. Get everybody off the street. It's 50 <laughs> degrees out. Well, they did. They, they, it was it was like that. Um, they used to report on like, oh, what are the poor homeless people going to do tonight? Because it's, it's 50. But uh, now in some cities, that is an actual legitimate concern. I don't think it really was in Miami. But, um, but yeah, people would run these... And nobody knows how to use space heaters in Miami, so it would, they would just like put shit over it or whatever, and then it would catch fire. Yeah, they'd put it in the. Uh, they'd have one of those outlet trees that has like yes. eight different. They're like, oh, we'll just plug it into the eighth one there, and that'll be okay. Like every Christmas, you hear about the fires from the, uh, the Christmas light. Mm-hmm. And every Thanksgiving, fires from turkeys, literally. Yes. Oh, Merry Christmas! So. And happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> they had some pretty high-profile fighters in the 2000s. Which fires. Were, what did I say? Fighters. Fighters? Mm-hmm. Oh, fires. I it's meant okay. fires. In the 2000s, from a nursing home fire in southwest Russia that oh, killed God. 62 people. Oh, in a nursing home. We're going so we're we're to have to cover some of these, yeah. Jeez, I wonder who died in that. Ugh. God. Maybe old people who couldn't get who away. fucking Ugh. made it through life. Just, uh 
That's got to be the fucking worst. I know. And a nightclub fire in the city of Pierm that killed 156 oh my people. God. Yeah. We're see, we do don't. These. See, that's. I or mean, maybe we Leanne still, can do them for us. Hint, hint. We still have obviously fires in this country. Every country does. We don't have really major death tolls anymore. Like no. Like the we station really don't. nightclub was one of the outliers. Pretty like, much. It was yeah. one of the more. That's recent, why it was so. Yeah. Became unusual. so fame or mm-hmm. infamous rather mm-hmm. is because you don't. You hadn't heard of that many people dying in a fire in quite a while, and I don't think you have since. Yeah, in, in I this can't country. think of something right off. Mm-mm. We have, see, we have mass shootings. We're used to that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Those are our fires. <laughs> That's like that. Oh yeah, another day, another shooting. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, were, so the the uh, the common denominator with Russia is like we we have this too, just with guns. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. So here's some history about the Winter Cherry Shopping Center. Now, it's called the Winter Cherry Center Mall. Like, we kind of go back and forth on it. I guess probably because it's not called, it probably has some Russian term that could be interpreted either way, is my guess, you know. But anyway. So the center itself, the shopping center, was built either, (laughs) this is, I find this very funny, either in 1936 or 1968. It's hysterical. Because <laughs> they had to keep it a secret. So, and it, it just sources differ on this, apparently. Now, this is the USSR, so I guess who knows? There is no source. Right. <laughs> they shot that guy. Now, uh, he, now here's another, and another reason why this is so great that Leanne did this research. Her boyfriend's mother said that she thought it was more likely to be 1968 because she has actually been to that shopping center sure. and she says she's like it doesn't seem like it was built in the 30s it's the 60s is more plausible because when you go to a building you can tell a little there better. are there are i'm guessing it works this way in most developed parts in the world which russia, russia mm-hmm. is uh, there was probably just an architectural difference yeah. between 19 the 1960s and 1930s yeah. you know stuff like that like we can tell like in our neighborhood the you older can, homes. You can the- tell what decade those houses were oh, built yeah. in. They were built in the late, like, 70s and early 80s. Mm-hmm. You can just tell by how they look. You can tell our our house was built in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, it had originally been a two-story confectionery factory, which is interesting. interesting. But it ceased operation in 2006 due to financial difficulties. So they're like, let's turn that thing into a mall. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like- well... The, now listen to this. I know, right? Yeah, let's because malls are so much more financially. Because yeah, we want something. We want some place that used to be dangerous for just normal people to come to. Well, it's not that it was dangerous. Well, per it was se. a factory. It was a so. two-story candy factory, basically. Yeah, but they have machines and things. Well, and I guess, and they took those out. But I'm just saying, yes, like when they I took them out. When I think of factory, I think of dangerous shit. I, I get that because <laughs> so. I because I work in one. The ownership of the building is deliberately complicated to make it harder to collect taxes. Look what I wrote about that. <laughs> Would you like to describe it? Ah! <laughs> I just wrote a bunch of capital A's followed by exclamation marks. Think, uh, think uh, Ferris Bueller's day off when, he re- <laughs> when his friend realizes that they can't reverse the mileage <laughs> on the car. <laughs> I don't know why they just popped into my mind. Yeah, I would think more like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Oh, that too. Ah! Anyway, 
Uh, from what Leanne, we're just trying like, to... We're, like 15 minutes ago, I was like, we need to stay on track. And it's just obviously not going to happen. You know why? Because we know eventually we're going yeah. to get children dying. And yeah. we don't want to get there. No, we're, we we're, we're basically trying to stave off the inevitable. Yes. Which never works, it but doesn't. we're doing it anyway. So from what Leanne could figure out, the building was owned by Dennis Stengeloff and was... Dis- of the Stengeloffs? I guess so. Was described in a Russian news story, or who was described in a Russian news story, as a billionaire who owns a large store chain in Russia called Brighter, with an exclamation mark at the end. Brighter? Brighter or Brighter? brighter. Okay. It's not, it kind of sounded like you said brighter. Well, that's how I pronounce brighter. But it was making me think of Russian mail order brides. Oh, Because no, that, no, no, that's no, a thing. No, 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 no. Yes, so, it is. But so no, I was no, thinking no, he owned that. like a chain of stores no, that like no, shipped it's women literally to the United States. Brighter. Brighter. But look what I put after that. And, and, and. And, and, and. <laughs> Speaking of Greatest Ireland, fictional band of all time. Yes. <laughs> say it once and say it lewd <laughs> on Black and I'm Through. Yeah, I'll, I'll put them up. I'll, I the think commitments I'll, is fantastic. I think I'll put them slightly ahead of uh, Spinal Tap in terms of humor. Maybe. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough call. Yeah. It's different. The music in the commitments is ten times better. I mean, yeah. because they're not trying to be funny in no. their music. And they really were playing all their instruments. So are the Spinal Tap guys, but... Uh, we'll, Spinal Tap was a joke. I've we'll heard. let yeah. Zach cover that. Yes. There you go. New new blog. Do a, there you go. Do a vlog on that one, Zach. It'll <laughs> be you your, first, uh, your first vlog essay. So Stengelov was all, so has Australian citizenship and lives in Queensland, Australia. Um, Dennis bought the building with the intention of turning it into a fitness center. A two-story giant fitness center. So, okay. Like lifetime fitness around here. <laughs> that thing is huge. Russians are pretty solid people, so. Oh, well, there you go. And they even hired an architect to draw, or he even hired an architect to draw out the designs. But halfway through, he decided it would be more profitable to turn it into a shopping mall. Yeah, so, I mean, well. Okay. Well, I mean, think of the size of the population where it is. You know, you get 500,000 people to draw from. Yeah. So that's, that's true. You know. That's true. But. He never told the architect this. Oh, my God. He was never like, hey, we're changing plans here. <laughs> you know how you had those cages with the chains hanging down from the ceiling? <laughs> Just leave that, because I'm not going to tell you this is going to be a shopping mall. <laughs> we'll tell him it's a ride for the kids. Yeah. Oh, and on top of that, so this was a two-story former confectionery factory, right? He had two more stories built. Onto oh, the building. Where we heard that before. Without zoning or city <laughs> yeah. approval. Yeah. Uh, the, thankfully, the first and last time this ever happened. Oh, that's right. It happened oh. just like a couple years before this <laughs> in, a, in a different country. And later and 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 since and 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 and. Oh yes. So so I'm already two strikes. Like I'm gonna guess whatever zoning or building code laws there are in Russia. I don't know if there's a lot or if there's a little. Maybe gonna, not so hot to begin guess, with. <laughs> I'm gonna guess there are a little, but I'm guessing a building code would drastically change between this is gonna be a fitness center. Yes. Or this is a going to be a shopping mall. mall. The uses are completely different. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and my natural thing would be, well, let's put a fitness center in the shopping mall. Let's do both. But 
So here, yeah. here now here's the thing. Jeez, I, 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 and, and long and short, they do. I am shocked that building code comes into this episode. <laughs> long and short, they do actually. We'll oh, get to okay. that in a second. But um, so here's the thing: the owners of the set of the third and fourth floor. So in other words, the owners were different of the third and fourth floor than the first and second of floor. Of course. Yeah. And that's what Leanne assumes was a shell company. Oh, yeah. It was an LLC, or limited liability company, called Winter Cherry Kemerba, oh. owned by someone named, sorry, I have to look at the pronunciation, Nadezhda Suden, Sudenok. Andrei Svechnikov. Well, we can pronounce that. And Nino Nino Reiner. Um, he's not a Russian, though. And I love that. Is he a Finn? I think he's a Czech. Okay. Need, need a writer. He, uh, uh, Svechnikov is definitely a Russian. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> uh, Leanne even put in the, you know, how to pronounce. She, she tried so hard to make it so that I would do this correctly. And I'm so sorry, Leanne, because I'm We're sure sorry I to have, disappoint you. I have, like, mispronounced it 27 <laughs> times. But you um, knew the disappointment was coming. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Yes, she did, I'm sure. So now, interesting, uh, fun fact, according to Leanne. So, Nadezhda, Nadezhda, Nadezhda is the Russian word for hope. Nadezhda? Nadezhda. Nadezhda. Okay. Okay. means hope. And then, Sudanuk was a former city deputy in the United Russia Party. So there's a shock. Yeah. That the um, Jeez, he has connection, connections to Putin. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So the fourth floor of this new shopping center, the top floor, was designed to be a children's entertainment mm, area no. and fitness center. Mm. Odd combo, but okay. It, with three movie theaters, a play area, an ice rink, a race car track, a gym with weightlifting machines, a 20 meter, 65 foot long swimming pool, and multiple saunas like a banya. That's a actually run, Russian wood sauna, a Finnish sauna, and a Turkish steam bath. Okay, I take it back. That sounds badass. <laughs> Like, I want one of those things. Can we petition city council for one of those? Not on the fourth for floor adults. of an old... Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, those all sound awesome, but please put them all on the first floor. Because <laughs> I'm guessing all those things are kind of heavy. Yeah, well, that doesn't come into play in this story, but... Um, no, because because we're not talking about a building collapse. We're talking about a fire. Right. So That's correct. Now, isn't that interesting that they had a banya, a Finnish sauna, what's, what's a, a Turkish banya? steam... It's a Russian wood sauna. Oh, A Finnish okay. sauna and a Turkish steam bath. Japanese culture is known for its saunas. Isn't it interesting that, like, basically every culture seems to have, like, a sauna or a steam bath? Or springs. We don't. Yeah, we used to have springs all across the United States. Hot that was springs? like Yes. Oh, we yeah. don't anymore. No. The, and they they were tourist traps. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think we need, like, more saunas, not just in health clubs or whatever, but I wish it were more of a thing here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the mall also had a petting zoo. Okay. With about 200 animals. That included squirrels, raccoons, foxes, rabbits, dwarf, Cameroonian goats. Okay. <laughs> meerkats and hedgehogs. <laughs> Nice. I like the meerma- meerkats and the hedgehogs. The squirrels. I mean, does anyone want to pet a squirrel? Not really. Probably. 
but okay. They're fun to watch sometimes. They fly through trees and stuff I like that. I actually really love to watch but, squirrels. But they, but they are rodents. They are rodents. I like to watch squirrels because they look like they're stop animation. Like Yeah, they do. They, they move in frames mm-hmm. almost, you know? Sometimes when we both drink at the same time, there's a little bit of silence. <laughs> So the mall opened to the public in 2013 and was a popular location for shopping and entertainment. But, and here's a shocker, I know this is going to just blow you away. It had safety issues. (laughs) Who'd have thought? Now, prior to the mall opening, before even the confectionery factory closed, there was problems with the building. A large fire had caused a roof to collapse in 2003, and another fire broke out in 2013 so this would have been after the mall that killed one person so this was not the first fire there however or the first casualty apparently we talked about yes right but the building this is where it gets great this building was exempt from safety inspections (laughs) think about that phrase exempt from safety inspections oh my god because it had been classified by the fire inspector as a quote Small business. And? Under a new Small law that had been recently fire? passed in Russia. So here's the thing. I literally put said this. No business should ever be exempt from safety enforcement. I don't care how no. small you are. Like, someone should have every right to come into my office and make sure and my sprinkler safe. is working. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm a one-person show. And it's still... Uh, oh, my God. So, well, I won't get into my diet normal diatribe about mm-hmm. um we have to stop calling them regulations and st- start calling them what they are mm-hmm. uh worker or citizen protections mm-hmm. yeah exactly. but, I, but i digress yeah so the mall had multiple false alarms fire alarms specifically that required the building to be evacuated in 2017 now ironically also in 2017 an emergency responders conference was held at the mall, where the Kemerva emergency responders were given an award, which we're going to find out later was maybe not the people who deserved it, but just we'll, for show. We'll, yeah. All right, are we ready? Because it's going to get bad from here. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. Yeah. We. God, you sick people who want to listen to this. Well, I guess we're <laughs> sicker for doing it. <laughs> On March 25th... We're the ones that came up with the concept. Exactly. On March 25th, 2018, children from a village outside of Karamava had come to the Winter Cherry Mall as part of a school trip during a week-long break. I'm imagining this sort of like spring break, but I don't know. I'm I'm guessing they don't have uh, uh, worker or citizen protections at that school either. Well, yeah. Um, and they were going to see a movie because there's the theaters. Sure, Remember, yeah. there are three theaters. Oh, this this place sounds amazing. Oh like, yeah, I, like I <laughs> until I, until it doesn't. This part not so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, this concept, like I can we can we get get one of those? Can we have one <laughs> that doesn't burn down? Yeah, and kill children. That too. Um. Now the movie theaters that day were playing Pacific Rim Uprising, <laughs> which I have not seen, but uh, I heard it was better than the first one. Is that saying much? I enjoyed the concept. The problem with I never the first saw, one. Did you see it? Yes. Okay. The, the first one. The problem with it was. What was the concept of them? It's a giant mechanical machines controlled by uh, humans fighting giant um, creatures that come out of the sea. So it's like a, like okay. imagine imagine like hundreds of Godzillas wandering around. And then 
people build robots to beat them? Mechanized, yeah, machines. It, it was okay. the concept's really cool from okay. a sci-fi perspective, but the problem with the movie was it didn't show enough of the monsters because all the monsters were different. Okay. So I, when I said Godzilla, I was just trying to give you. Yeah, like I a, know, I, I know what you mean. But uh, but I guess in the second one they Delved highlighted the monsters. the monsters a lot more. So. Okay. Well, that Plus, was one of the movies. Idris Elba was in the first one, so there you go. Oh, is it Idris or Idris? I say I think Idris. I thought it was Idris. Yeah. Our UK listeners can chime in on yes, this they one because <laughs> he is a new, British. A new controversy. Yeah, right? <laughs> and and quite possibly, like, the best-looking human alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, really. Like, not... Even, I, I'm, I'm completely comfortable with my sexuality, and I have no problem saying that. I'm like, that's a good-looking dude. Oh, abso-fucking-lutely. It's, it's not just that he's, like, conventionally very handsome. He has plus the swag. Plus, he's British. I mean, it's he's almost... He's got a brilliant plus, yeah, accent. Plus, it's, it's like, it's really not fair. Right? You, know? you shouldn't be able to create something like that. <laughs> My um, one of my favorite things is when he was on the office as Charles Minor, the temporary boss sort of. Oh and, yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know the line. And he's like, yeah. yes, I'm aware of the effect I have on women. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because both. And he was probably saying that like for real. Yes, yes, exactly. He's like, yeah, he's I like know. this isn't a line. He's like, this is really how I this feel. Is, this is exactly how I feel. I'm just saying it in an American accent. Uh, any, so should we maybe get back to I guess. the okay? I know. So Pacific it's Rim more fun to uprising. Talk about Idris Elba. Though. Oh yes, then children dying. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So Pacific Rim Uprising was playing. They were not taking the children to see that. Though. Fortunately, these are elementary school children. As monsters and robots, that, that would have been a perfect Fun movie to see. Violence but and probably swearing and shit. No, no, no. I, I believe it was a PG thirteen movie. Uh, that's still way too intense for little kids. Yeah, they can. They're Russian kids. They can handle it. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Russians. They didn't but, grow up in so the Soviet Union. No, the Russians are still. They're. That's a. They're a hardy people, but that doesn't mean yeah, they're like. They're, they're people. Trust me. Th- those are people we don't want to fuck with. So let's. Yeah. But children are still anyway. But they're, yeah. All right. But so the other I, two... I look at them the same way I look at uh, like British kids. You know, they're just like stoic. Yeah. Well, they just. The, they have a different DNA code than we do. Do you feel that American kids are what how, compared to British and? Well, I mean, <laughs> softer. I don't think American kids are soft by any means, but softer, yeah. Overall. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. The other two I mean, movies. We, we, we produce football and hockey players. That's you know. American the, football and hockey yes. players specifically. They produce hockey players, but. Yes. So the other two movies we're just, that were I'm being just, shown, I, keep I know, trying to I know, delay what's about to happen. were Peter Rabbit and Sherlock Gnomes, <laughs> which is very cute. <laughs> Let's enjoy. I literally wrote this. Let's enjoy that cute pun before this all turns to absolute shit. Sherlock Gnomes, Sherlock Gnomes. in Sage Against the Machine. <laughs> Which is my new color for the next time somebody comes out with a sage. I claimed it, and if I hear it out there, I'm going to sue you. Well, we have it recorded yes, now, we do. so there we go. This is, uh, what is the date today? February this is February 15th, 15th yes. 2020. Mm-hmm. I better not see it out there. <laughs> I already put it out there, though. You did. The children on the school trip had been taken to see the aforementioned Sherlock Gnomes... Uh, and the theater, ha- the theaters, all three theaters had a combined total of 542 seats. The first theater had wow. 256 th- seats. Yeah, these are big theaters. And the second and third theaters had 143 seats each. All right. So it is not known 100% how the fire started. Sure. 
But I get a sense... And Ryan did not start this fire. I... I <laughs> I get a sense that uh, overcrowding might have been an issue. Or? No, this is no. Uh, that's no. just how, okay. Uh, from what I can tell, no, okay. from what Leanne said, no, that's not an issue. It's uh, overcrowding doesn't start fires. No, no, no. But I'm talking about the death toll. Well, let's not yeah. go there. We're, yeah. we're right now just talking about the origins. We don't know 100 percent the origins of the fire. One eyewitness said he saw a 12 year old boy playing with a cigarette lighter in the play area, but later reports stated. That experts from a university in St. Petersburg said snow leaked through the roof and caused a short circuit over the children's play area. Because this was on the top floor, so that's mm-hmm. possible. Um, but Leanne couldn't ascertain if the researchers from the university had actually gone to the mall itself to run experiments or if they just ran exper- experiments in the university without visiting the site. So anyway, it's not really no- known. So one of the reasons that Another reason it's not really known is because there were never any safety inspections. Well, that would be part of it. Maybe they would have caught something like snow leaking from the roof. Uh, hey, this wire is uh, right under a drain. Probably or shouldn't. you have a big leak in your roof that no one's doing anything Probably shouldn't about. be there. Yeah. So a lot of this narrative is based on what was seen via closed-circuit television. Oh, God. Um, because it's basically like an eyewitness account. through, yeah. And you can see this on I'm, YouTube, too. I'm not going to, but... yeah. All right, so uh, there is CCTV footage, as I said, but the point of origin of the fire is not visible from that footage. So whatever happened, it happened out of view of cameras. Um, But as you watch the CCTV footage, you know something is very wrong when you see children running out of like a trampoline slash ball pit area. Um, and then Leanne wasn't sure exactly what to call it, but there's like a, an area with foam cubes in a pool type area. You know what I'm talking about, right? Those, yes. those mm-hmm. square or cube they use them form. For, uh, they use them for gymnastics and yes. for, uh, tumbling. Yes. Yeah. To and they land. use, they also use them for, uh, skateboarding and BMX stuff. Okay. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you know you're going to fall as you're learning something, you need something soft to fall on. And they, they need to learn to use it so they can correct themselves in midair. Yes. Yes, uh huh. I don't know, I know how right? you do that, but uh-huh. anyway. Before you practice on like mats, which are definitely not um, soft enough. They are not. They're not soft at you all. You go into these foam pits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what's called a foam pit. Yeah. I don't know. I think actually you're right. Maybe yeah. yeah. That's what we'll call it. So, you remember how they had a bunch of false fire alarms in 2017? Mm-hmm. Well, according to the mall security guard, he had been told by his boss to turn off the fire alarm oh, system. Jesus Christ. So that there wouldn't be any more false alarms. That also means there's not going to be any real alarms. So this all happened without any fire alarm system in place. Yeah. Wow. So at approximately 3.59 p.m. local time, kids can be seen on the CCTV footage running out of the trampoline area, and a few parents are running very quickly towards the trampoline area to grab their kids. The area can be seen getting brighter, and I did see this, with a very intense orange-colored light. Within 18 seconds, the lights over the trampoline go out. Oh, my God. Leanne said she could only assume that the trampoline area was made of highly flammable material due to the speed and intensity with with which this fire spread, and that makes sense, given that most of that stuff is plastic and chemicals. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. And the the foam pits are going to... Foam? They're not going to hold up up at all. Exactly. They're they're just going to accelerate things. Within 
40 seconds, the fire spread to a climbing area, and within four seconds of that, sparks or burning ceiling tiles can be seen falling. One mother barely has time to put on her child's shoes on before the fire causes half of the lights in the room to go out. It sounds like uh, a, a fucking hellscape. Oh, yeah, and it turns into that very quickly. On cell phone footage, the flames can be seen devouring that half of the room, and either a child or adult woman can be heard screaming in terror. Um, and either one screaming would be completely appropriate. 51 sec. This, this thing spread really quick. 51 seconds after the fire started, a mall employee can be seen running into the closest movie theater to the entertainment center. And Leanne thinks that this was the one that was playing Peter Rabbit. Okay. And this person, uh, this mall employee, was warning moviegoers, like, because there's no fire fucking alarm, ran into the theater and was like, get out, there is a fire. At 58 seconds... I'm trying to imagine if they even had exit signs. Uh, well, there, there was no I mean, inspection, really. so who knows? Who really? knows? I don't know. God. At 58 seconds, the CCTV footage of the area near the trampoline shows the area is covered in thick, dark smoke. And it really is very dramatic, very terrifying, and does happen that quickly. Like, you can see it on the And remember what James said about dark, thick smoke. Mm -hmm. He said even that itself can cause fires. He's like... Oh, yeah. He's like, smoke, bad. Yeah, yeah. That was his his literal... Yep. He's like, you don't want to see that at, at the scene. 62 seconds into the fire, a second mall employee ran into the Peter Rabbit Theater to, again, tell people that there's a fire. At 70 seconds, a ticket... This is happening, like, just like that. A ticket sales lady... happen in public spaces like that. I mean, it just goes up. A ticket sales lady runs into the second closest movie theater to the entertainment center, the one playing Pacific Rim, and shouts to them that there is a fire and they need to evacuate. Side note... These are fucking heroes. Mm-hmm. These people who were employed by the mall, I'm sure not trained in any of this, because if there was no safety inspections, Probably they weren't not. telling people that this is what they should do. Probably not. They, But they thought but instead of... They had the foresight of, to, hey, we need first, to get people out of here. Their first thought was not, holy shit, I need to run. I need to run. No, I need to tell people I'm, I to need run. to warn people. That's, not to run. Calmly. Right. But still, uh, I can't imagine. Like I, I, I think that's imagine. amazing, and that one thing is for damn sure in my life, I'm never watching this footage. There's, it's, it's intense, it's, and it's gonna get worse. I'm gonna describe something yeah, later. So it's already bad enough in my mind, so I don't need to see it. So she then runs in. This ticket lady runs into the last movie theater and warns them that there's a fire. So employees have done just a Stepped fucking. Good job, and just like are warning people because they know the fire alarm isn't going off either. And it takes her eight seconds to do that. At one minute and 21 seconds, an associate ticket sales lady runs into the Pacific Rim Theater and says, So basically, multiple employees are running, which makes sense because there's not like a cons- like a, a procedure for this. So people That's are just true. like, Look, we just got to tell people, and if they don't know that somebody's already been in there, they're going in. Anyway, um, 30 seconds after being notified, the first people from the Peter Rabbit Theater run for the exit. 11 seconds after being notified, people from the Pacific Rim Theater run for the exit. It's now been 90 seconds since the fire started and smoke has reached the furthest 
theater away from the entertainment area. This wow. thing just spread so fast. And again, those employees at the foresight to get those people out yeah. of there. Yeah, well, to warn them, it's not like they got yeah, them out. Well, but the too. people inside have 13 seconds to evacuate before Jeez. the smoke comes in the theater. At 92 seconds, the ticket sales lady can be seen running through the heavy black smoke for oh the exit. God. It took her 14 seconds to warn the theater furthest away about the fire, which is fast. She did it good and fast. It's just that this thing was spreading. The thing was overwhelming. And this 14 seconds will mean the difference between life and death for the Peter- people inside the theater. 30 seconds after they were notified, people may have opened the door and only saw heavy black smoke making them unable to see the others evacuating from other theaters. The film projector had not turned off either, so they would not have been able to hear others running away over the sound of the movie. Uh, They must have thought it was too dangerous to go out in the toxic smoke, which makes sense. You're told. Like, what are you told to do if you open a door and there's smoke? Close the door, put wet rags Mm -hmm. under the under the door, right? And if you absolutely have to get out, crawl on the floor. Right, right. Well, that's what they did. They did. They they shut the door tight. They put rags under the door to prevent smoke from seeping in and waited for rescue to come, which that is actually... That's the that smart thing to do in that scenario. Correct. Yes. Because um, you're not going to survive in that smoke. No, no, yeah. At around 4.02 p.m., children inside the theater... I'm sorry. This is going to get bad. Um, ...started calling their parents on their phones. Because, I mean, this is 2018. Kids have cell phones, mm-hmm. right? They told them that they were trapped. Can you imagine getting a call from your... T- uh, yeah. No. Oh, my God. Don't nope. even want to. No. Nope. No. Nope. Not even going there. Um, well, at the same time, people from other theaters have to feel their way out due to the heavy smoke. Because the mall had not... Uh, had never been built in the first place to be a shopping mall, right? It was supposed to be a fitness center and then who knows what, and nobody even bothered to... Who knows what they had plans for that never even made it to the... Exactly. The architects didn't even know what was going on. Um, The the stairs, the hallways, and windows were very narrow and confusing and not built for easy exit. And because the building had been exempt from fire safety inspections, no one noticed that there were locked fire exits in 2018. Jesus Christ. 30 people ended up getting trapped behind one of those locked fire exits, a majority of whom died. A woman said she received a phone call from her 23-year-old daughter, Aljona, saying that she was trapped in the theater. The mother lived nearby in the city and ran to the theater, telling the firefighters outside that her daughter was trapped in a fourth-floor movie theater and begged them to save her. The firefighters, in her own words, quote, did not respond. End quote. Alonia, uh, Aliona, yes, uh, called her again two minutes later to to say that she was dying and she told her mother goodbye. After 15 minutes of waiting for rescue, people in the theater began to lose consciousness. One of the theater goers, Mikhail Trusov, decided to break through the emergency exit. He blacked out from smoke inhalation in the hallway and was later rescued by firefighters, but he was the sole survivor of that theater. So some of the most harrowing video footage is from the eyewitnesses outside the mall who watch helplessly. Okay, so there's like literally billowing black smoke coming out of a window. Yeah. You can see that, right? In a building where you know there are hundreds of people. Yeah, it's a mall. Um, 
if not thousands of people. Yeah, and they watch helplessly. And I, this is the footage. I, I actually watched this several times. As a young man, and I would guess he's under 10, like we're talking a child, is forced, and it actually looks like he's pushed out, but forced to jump from a fourth floor window to escape the smoke. Um, amazingly, he did survive. I was going to so say, the good that, news. Those are the, that's the... Those are the better odds. Right. You're not going to survive. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This was another person. Okay, so a young man was forced to jump. He jumped and actually survived, fortunately. Fortunately. All right, so here's the one that I watched. Um, Probably the worst thing. It was an 11-year-old boy named Sergei whose father pushed him out the window. He he was just like, well, I, I mean... Unfortunately, Sergei's father did not survive, but he... Well, the father was probably like, this is your only like, shot, and I can't go with you. You might live if I do this. Yeah. You're um, certainly going to die if I don't. Exactly. So he pushed his 11-year-old boy out the window um, to try... A, a third floor window to try and save his life. Sergei hit an awning on his way down so hard that it cracked. The awning cracked. And his body... Like it, it, he he ragdoll fell like it fell it, it it's a terrible video, um, and people on the Did ground can be heard screaming. Um, yes, okay. he suffered a concussion. He was critically injured. Yeah, but get to he that. Get survive. to that part quicker. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been told not to spoil the ending. Mm. Um. So sadly, his father, his mother, and his five year old sister died. Mm. But thanks to his father's quick thinking. Um, he survived. Well, I think that's that was also the same uh, psyche of people in 9-11. It's like, hey, if we jump... Oh, yeah, people who, who jumped, absolutely. Like, who fucking knows? There might be... Right. A, if I stand there here... There might be a foam pit down there or something. If I stand here, my chances of survival are zero. Zero. If I jump, my chances of survival is point zero 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 one. It's like a millionth of a zero. But it's, but, but it's better than zero. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, so... Um, in the end, 60 people died in the fire, 37 of whom were children. Jesus. One man recounted to the news media that he received a call from his wife saying she was suffocating, thought she was dying, and she told him that she loved him. She had gone to the theater that day with all three of their children. And she, the three kids, and his sister-in-law, or sorry, his sister, who was Alonia, the Uh. woman I'm... I mentioned earlier, all died together. Yeah. Now, animal... I mean, this is all horrifically triggering and traumatizing, but animal trigger warning. I mean, if the 60 humans didn't survive, none of the animals did. So, yeah. Um, A rumor spread at first that said the real body count was possibly as high as 200 to 300, but it was later found to be a prank. Started okay. by some, oh, ha ha, really funny. Started by someone in Ukraine, uh, but people did believe it, and they thought it could be true because the Soviet Union covered up shit all the time, and we're still talking Putin's Russia. So I mean, come on. And we're talking about a place where you know there were thousands of people. So possibly, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's not out of the mm-hmm. realm that hundreds of people yeah. could perish, but thankfully yeah. it wasn't that. Now here's here's one of the nice things. There were plenty. Uh, like, even aside from the amazing th- uh, foresight of the employees who didn't just immediately save themselves but actually warned people, there were a lot of people, av- average everyday people who did heroic things that day. 
Two shoe store owners, originally from Tajikistan, managed to keep calm and help lead dozens of people to a working emergency exit and even helped people who were panicking or disoriented go the right way. And Leanne pointed out that uh, the reason that she said that they were Tajik, that they were from uh, Tajikistan, was because apparently Tajik people living in Russia are subjected to a lot of racism and ethnic Russians have been, uh, oh, from ethnic Russians, sorry, and have been attacked or murdered by um, so-called alt-right, in other words, fucking racist pieces of shit, um, extremists. Well, there's something else we have in common with the Russians. Oh, yeah. That happens here, too. Oh, God. People from those former Soviet countries in Central Asia are looked upon the same way the U.S. tends to view people from Central America, is what um, yeah, that's, Leanne uh, said. That makes sense. Yeah. A photographer who worked in the children's entertainment area managed to lead 30 children to a working exit. Good for him. I I know. Can you, like, that's amazing. Can you imagine trying to hurt 30 children under any circumstances, let alone when there's a fire? That's like a borderline miracle that he could do that. That's amazing. And a city. And that's, and like, Mm -hmm. in every tragedy we cover, Mm -hmm. pretty much, just regular people step up. Step it up. Step it the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. And these, the the theater employees and this yeah. guy saved, well, we know this guy saved 30, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but the, the theater employees, yeah. who knows how many lives yeah. they saved? Hundreds, probably. Yeah. A city resident and a mall employee saved a three-year-old boy from the burning game room. Jesus. So they, like, had a full-blown hero's rescue for those kids. Uh, one person ran up from the third floor up to the fourth floor to lead several families to safety. And a 17-year-old ROTC cadet ran into the mall. Like, hmm. he's like, fuck this. I'm going to go try and a 17-year-old. And he saved three kids. That's an excellent outcome, but you should also... It's not the smartest thing to do, no. but when you're 17... Yeah. I mean, if he was if ROTC... And here's the other thing, too. If he if he assesses it and he's like, okay, I've got five seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, if he has a plan, right. in and out. But just going in there, which he probably did have, because he's he's literally military trained. Or, you know what? Maybe he thought, you know or what? I am it. training for this exact type of thing. Yeah. Let me this just is what I've been training for. Yeah. Yeah. There's. There, we are not encouraging yeah, people no. to run into burning buildings who are not trained to do so. But he's also ROTC, so he's like, there's a 1,000% chance I'm going to war. Might as well get it started. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. You know, I, yeah. this probably won't be the last time I see this. So... Everyday citizens stepped up in a major way, but the firefighters were actually fiercely criticized. Now, we do need to remember, here in the States, we greatly revere our firefighters, and for very good reason. They're well-trained, they act quickly, etc. We are talking Russia here, so these are, you know, state and local officials run departments, so it's obviously highly possible that they're both poorly run and poorly trained, so... So they created an emergency command center nearby when they were notified of the fire, but one of the first things they did was find and hang up portraits of Amon Tuliev and Vladimir Putin while the building was burning. Okay. Jesse's wines are really... I don't know. Has if his approval, here, but yeah. Well, his disapproval. He's like moaning. I think he has binky in his mouth. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. We'll have to get that on video one of these days. Yeah. 
So the Russian Ministry of Emergencies... Jesus, this whole fucking thing is just... I know. ...did release a press statement saying that the combat charter of the fire department tells firefighters to ignore information from eyewitnesses because that sounds great. What a good idea. Yeah, you don't want to listen to people who were actually there and saw right. things. That's the last thing you want and to do. And the way do. Leanne put it, this is a kind of old Soviet mentality that you are always to obey the commanding officer's order to a T... Even if every instinct inside of you says don't do it. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, here's what a lot of people get wrong about modern day Russia. Mm-hmm. People still kind of have it in their mind that they're communists. That, that is not true. They are not a, they're more of an oligarchy than anything. So I'm, I'm sure it's a shock that we just had a break. I, I pretend like we don't and just edit, but you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I, needed a, I needed a break after that one. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's bad. So anyway, I had I had just said that um, uh, they were told to ignore information from eyewitnesses, the firefighters. Yeah. And yeah, that's when Leanne said that this is kind of an old Soviet mentality that you always obey the commanding officer's order to a T, even if every instinct inside you says don't do it. Apparently, every able-bodied man in the Soviet Union and modern Russia is required to do two years of mandatory military conscription. So it's very likely that all of the firefighters there served in the military and had that militaristic mentality of obeying orders. Well, it's also conceivable that every adult male mm-hmm. in Russia has had military yeah, training. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what she means. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm sure it's not everybody. I'm sure I'm sure there are people with disabilities in Russia. I hope they get treated better than they do here. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Yeah. Just based upon what we know. Mm-hmm. For all but Russia does have uh free health care. That that's something they do have. So maybe they do get treated better. I don't think it's too much to ask for both. No. <laughs> like free health care and And dignity. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean dignity should just be the first thing and everything else comes with there that. There you go. There you, know? you go. How just how about just basic human <laughs> dignity? So So it but dis- yeah, both would be nice, too. Yeah. Despite this, the fire chief was arrested and charged with negligence of duty. Good. Yeah, although this was probably due to the public outrage, which makes sense. But hey, public outrage gets shit done sometimes. And also, it might... I mean, I said good very hastily. Mm-hmm. He could have also been taking orders from somebody else yeah. as well, for all we know. Well, he was the fire chief. He was the one giving the orders. Uh, understandably, but... It's, a, it's an overall systemic mentality. Yeah. Absolutely. It need, the, it's a systemic the, problem. The systemic mentality needs to change, yes. obviously. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, kitty's being cute. We have to hold because on. Because... Oh, oh, not Jesse. being cute anymore. <laughs> he wanted to sit where Demetrius was sitting because Demetrius was sitting there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But if his underlings have that same mentality, then it's likely he does too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So... Mm-hmm. So... Here's the aftermath. Spontaneous rallies took place in Kemerva, where hundreds of people showed up demanding the resignation of Aman Tulyev and blamed Vladimir Putin, which basically can probably just blame him for just about everything in Russia, for allowing a culture of corruption to fester in Russia, as well as demanding answers for why the power, the power was about to happen. <laughs> 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 I ran with that because I knew it would be funny. Well, I heard Fower at first that I was I thought you were just gonna let it slide and uh. no, I decided to go with it. The fire was allowed to happen. The fire Well the the fire was it wasn't well 
because of the... Why the safety violations. Right. That's how... Without any problem. That's how it happened, but it was it. it was allowed to not be contained. That's how I would put it. Well, because... there, there was a lot of problems. First of all, it was exempt from safety inspections, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. Um, it, like, because it was built out of code and the whole bit. And then when there was a fire, the firefighters initially didn't do anything about it because they were following orders from the chief... Who like what said the fuck? don't do anything? Yeah, about who was negligent? So critics of the Kremlin like Alexei Alexei Naval Navalny. I swear, Leanne's done such a good job, and I'm butchering it worse than normal. Anyway, pointed out that millions of rubles were paid to the local Ministry of Emergencies officials in the form of large homes and luxury vehicles in exchange for allowing politically connected people to have zero oversight when it came to safety and regulations. This this all this really this culture has to do with um, the USSR breaking up. Mm. It, it does because posts for the next 4 or 5 years, I would say like 91 to 96, 97 mm-hmm. is when there were a certain amount of people with money and everything was dirt cheap and yeah. they literally just bought everything. Mm-hmm. So Part of this has to do with the USSR breaking hmm. up, yeah. this, this culture. Well, here's where uh, Leanne and I had the same thoughts. So listen Oh, to this. okay, yeah. The governor and deputy governor of Kemerva accused the protesters of being rabble-rousers, being paid to be there. Look what I said. Where have we heard that before? Oh, sound, sound familiar? familiar? And hyping themselves off the tragedy for political gain. Now look what Leanne put in there. Sounds familiar. Look what I put in there. <laughs> no. Ha 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 ha. Because, like, literally, I interjected that sound familiar like five words before she did. <laughs> so, is such a Trumpian move because Trump is basically like stupid, stupid but poopiter. It's, it's not, but it's <laughs> Putin but stupider. Putin but stupider. Putin but stupider. S- stupid but poopiter. Poopid but stupider. No. Or stupider. Stupid but poopiter. Poopiter. <laughs> But um, it's not a uh, it's not a Trumpian move. It's a dictator move. Well, yeah. It's if you like, want to zoom out, yeah. We've seen this in we've seen this in our own history before. What's happening right now? We saw this literally almost a hundred years ago. I mean, oh, yeah. we turned a corner with FDR. We could have gone in a different direction if we didn't nominate him for president. So, so this anyway. This next sentence was written verbatim by Leanne. Well, most of this was, but this especially. Uh, within a few days, though, Tuliev did resign from his position, citing health issues. Ah, the power of public shaming. <laughs> no shit. I like that, yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. He later that year, <laughs> but here's the thing. He later that year became the chairman of the Council of People's Deputies, a legislative assembly, of Kemerva Oblast, and later became a director of a local college. So it's not like he slunk away in shame. So, somebody that fails upwards. Yeah, exactly. Something that also happens on a yep. regular basis in our country. Yep. <laughs> At least 17 people have been arrested, because this is still less than a year ago, right? At least 17 people have been arrested in connection with the fire from the owners of the Shell company that owned the, the two floors of the building. Go ahead. You can, you can sit on the paper. Go ahead, Demetrius. Oh, uh, Lee Demetrius sends his love to his girlfriend, Anastasia. (laughs) There you go. All right. Um, 
Oh, da, 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 da. oh from the owners that of who uh, own that shell LLC, the fire chief, the mall security guard who turned off the fire alarms, yeah, although the, he was told to. Those annoying alarms, let's just not even turn them on. To the city officials who allowed the building to be built without any approval from the city. So there's a lot of arrests. The oligarch... Well, okay, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. The oligarch, Dennis Stengelov, is still in Australia and has said he would pay the families of the dead three million rubles, which is a little Total over... Total or each? I, I don't know, but either oh. way, it doesn't matter because it's only about 46,000 46, US dollars. Oh, I mean, that's... okay. Yeah, nothing. I don't even care if that's to... If that's to everybody, that's fucking insulting if it's to even one family that's still insulting not that it's gonna and we've brought this up before not that it's gonna make up a no a no amount does pers- no but but you can pay for things like funeral costs um things like that or if or if it was a, a father or a mother uh, but this guy is just like oh, I well know. i'm still gonna be a billionaire yeah. in australia but that's here what, you go here's saying. some money Th- we'll just throw money at every problem mm-hmm. that's just Weak sauce is what that is. Because money, my friends, means jack shit. I maybe have a problem with money. Um, so, not... I think think that'd be, like, if you're ever going to run for, like, uh, office. That should be my my, uh, campaign. Money Money means means jack jack shit. Like, like county treasurer or something like that. (laughs) Money means (laughs) jack... Maybe that wouldn't be the best. <laughs> or maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe it would just catch people completely off guard and be like, yeah, I'm with her. Like, I feel the same way. <laughs> um, so they're not sure if he'll be extradited back to Russia or not at this point because he's in Australia. Well, he's got billions of dollars. So the answer to that question is no. Well, and here's what Leanne said. Don't believe that this will create any real lasting change in Russia. No. These people are just the fall guys to make Putin look, look as if he's fighting corruption. Just like in the USSR. Although these kinds of disasters are the worst for him to spin because there is no foreign country he can blame it on. Mm-hmm. Mm, very insightful. Well, he needs to come up with one. <laughs> well, yeah. Which I'm, right? I'm sure he's, he's working I'm on. Sure he's working on it. The Winter Cherry Mall <laughs> we, was... We can blame everything on Mexicans. <laughs> well, the Winter Cherry Mall was eventually torn down and in its place a memorial park was built called Angels Park. It was officially okay. open in September of 2019. It has a playground and fountain for kids to play in, as well as a chapel with the names of the victims inside. And I would never go there. Well, 60 pine trees were planted in the park to commemorate the 60 lives lost. In the memorial videos, take a look and see how many flowers the mourners are putting on the memorial site. It's probably an even number of flowers. In Russia, you bring an even number of flowers to a funeral... You never give a living person an even number of flowers. So apparently See, it's odd for the living and even for the dead. Speaking of what we were talking about Cultural. earlier, culturally, mm-hmm. that's something we wouldn't understand or even think about. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So. And that, my friends, was the story of the Winter Cherry Shopping Center fire, uh, as told by Leanne, who told it brilliantly. Absolutely. That's excellent storytelling. Well done, Leanne. That was amazing. Very well written. Excellent. Like, this is a full-blown four-and-a-half-pager. Like, well done. Absolutely. I can sometimes barely squeeze out four pages, so that's that's fantastic. (laughs) And when I do, it's just dribble. (laughs) (laughs) You do not. You copy and paste, but you don't dribble. I do. No, I copy and paste and change things. (laughs) But I do copy and paste, yes. I'm not a very fast typer. And interestingly, 
while we were having our last little break, I thought this was amazing timing. Lee just shared, because Lee does... So, I'll back up. I feel like we mention our listeners like everybody knows who they are. Like, oh yeah, Lee said this. Lee Hutch, who is one of our longtime listeners, but also an amazing author, who's um, working on the editing of his second novel, he is. I believe. He's also a, a college teacher. Oh, yes, a college professor. professor and a um, teacher. Well, former, uh, and a former firefighter. firefighter and fire investigator. Arson investigator, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. He so also... quite an amazing life, and he is two years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it always make you feel... I always feel it like so me, unaccomplished. It makes <laughs> me feel like I haven't done jack shit with my yes. life, is what it, how it makes me feel. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just one of the nicest people we get to interact with. Love interacting with him. He has two wonderful cats, including a very judgy one. <laughs> named Anastasia. Um, but but we have a serval, so. <laughs> we have a stuff serval, <laughs> pretend serval. Uh, so Lee has a blog. It's So his website's leehutchauthor.com, just like it sounds, L-E-E-H-U-T-C-H-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Hey, I'm there you two Guinnesses there in, you, I spelled yeah, that you shit. Yeah, ripped that right off. I would not I mean, I looked right that. at it, but... <laughs> um, so, I can read. <laughs> I can read. I can spell. I did win my fifth grade spelling me, not to, bra- not to brag. Um, I came second in my fourth grade one. Well done. I know. So <laughs> he has a blog on com, and he literally... Look at the title of his latest blog post that he just shared. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. No, no such, such thing, thing as, as a false, false alarm. alarm. And it's a whole story. I read it while you were out smoking. It's a whole story about it ends in. So remember, dear readers, there is no such thing as a false alarm. I'm not going to give away the story. I suggest that everybody go read it. Um, But just like we literally talked about, there were so many false alarms. They turned off the alarms, the the fire alarm system, which is just that's reckless. It's outrageous yeah. is what it is it's it's infuriate 60 people died because of it mm-hmm. including 37 children so, little kids going on their break sometimes i kind of enjoy stories where building code is so reckless that it makes me feel better about where i work because oh. dangerous things can happen and have happened to people where i work yeah um but overall, I don't feel unsafe. Like you're in danger. Like if, like if something happens to me, mm-hmm. the likelihood of it being my fault is like ninety eight percent. Like oh, I just I gotcha. didn't, I just didn't follow a, a certain protocol. So you're taught what to do. Mm-hmm. They are watching out for your, yeah. like they are following procedures. That well, they they're should. hoping that you'll follow them because yeah, that's you could get hurt the, if yeah. you don't. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. they're like you're an adult. You see what's around you. Right. We'll, we'll teach you these things. Well, we, and know. that's the thing. There's only so... When it comes to, like, training, there's only so much you can do. Like, of course, you have to do... And, and your company does, like, continuing safety education, oh, right? Like, well, you have to that, do that stuff all the time. That, and we do internal um, safety procedures yep. on a weekly basis. Yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have to do some of them myself as, right. like, part of what is considered, like, our side work. And you can never guarantee that someone's not going to follow those procedures. But that's a whole other Yeah, and category. you can't guarantee that something weird's going to happen, like a tank fucking blows up. Like, you can't, sure, you know. Sure, sure. Like, you can't. There's, like, there are nothing, accepted risks, yes. right? 
But this is not any of that. No, this is straight up negligence. Negligence. It is absolute negligence. Unfortunately, it looks like and yeah, fortunately, no, I was gonna say and fortunately, it looks like some people are actually getting arrested. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I I agree that it's all just like for Putin's uh, optics is probably it's why he's sure. doing it. But. I mean, uh, but but you know what? If optics also happen to jive with justice and safety, then okay. I wish just for show uh, they'd put some Wall Street bankers in jail ten years ago. God. Even if it was just for show, just for mm. at least people would somewhat get the message. Be like, okay, mm. we're gonna blame somebody. Mm. But uh, anyway, I, I've got a, a another recommendation. So primary elections are coming up here in the United States. Yes, they are. Um, we're a month away. Well, Mid-March? early voting started. No, it's May third, March third. Sorry, March third oh, here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not positive if it's if it's that where if it's that way in every state. Our our state is part of Super Tuesday, I believe. Okay, then then that Super Tuesday. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn it, David. Jesus Christ. Can somebody give her some Russian names to read? <laughs> <laughs> With the pronunciations. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> Then Super Tuesday is March 3rd. I believe I am, it is. I am volunteering as a poll worker for March 3rd. So um, so I'm trying to do my, my bit. Um, number one, that's something that I want to remind everybody. It is your civic duty to vote for whomever Whoever you, you want. feel. Well, no, whomever you feel will best represent you. In your government, whether that's local, exactly, local, state, or national. And to be clear, you should be researching and voting all of that shit, including especially your local. Because goddamn, does that stuff affect you way more than the national? Well, it happens right away. Exactly. Federal legislation takes a while. So does state legislation and stuff. But 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 these are still people that really affect your lives. So be sure to check into it. There's no such thing as a protest vote. There's no such thing as a, oh, you can't vote for that person because they're in a third. That's all fucking bullshit. Do not listen to that. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Vote for who you feel represents your interests. It doesn't matter if there are only 50 other people that feel the same way. Right. The point is going out there, voting, plus there are going to be other things to vote for when you get there, like local initiatives yes. and things like that. Yes, bills and yes. Not, not not in the primaries, but down uh, True, mm-hmm. yes. In, right. Right. Um, so, so, yes, don't let anybody pressure you into thinking that you have to vote a certain way. You actually really you do don't. do not have to. But what you do need to do is make sure you understand who you're voting for. Right. So... Put if, in the hey, time. If you want to vote for Donald Trump, go ahead. I'm not going to. But that's, make that's sure decision. that you feel yeah. genuinely in your brain and in your heart that that's the correct thing to do. Yeah. And no one, no one can, no one can buy your vote, and no one can has the right to tell you how you should have voted. Which is what you're already starting to see a ton of. Oh, fuck And yeah. it will get even worse. And it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's complete bullshit. bullshit. It's all bullshit. So look into it for yourself. Think like an independent thinker of a person who's watching out for your best interest because that's the whole point of a democracy and, and a that's the whole point government. of a vote. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, second, 
I highly recommend, and we're going to listen to it together, a, a more recent episode. It was a February 10th episode of Hidden Brain from NPR called Passion Isn't Enough. It talks about, well, just listen to it. I recommend it if you're into politics. I kind of think most people who listen to us have at least some interest in politics. I think so. Or they wouldn't be or listening, they wouldn't to, listen us. to us. <laughs> They would have given us a one-star review and huffed the fuck off. So, because you know what? Disasters are inherently political. I'm sorry. Yes, they are. It comes into play well, almost every, every time. every disaster we've done mm-hmm. that involves a building or a plane, there was negligence at some level. I disagree with that. Um, there are sometimes genuine accidents. Have like there not been? negligence, yeah. Like the I'm Mount Erebus. We, they, oh well, yeah. I don't, okay. I mean, there okay, can be was genuine too, mistakes made. I was a little too extreme on that, but for the most part, I I agree that there are an awful lot of we cover negligence a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because negligence, I mean, it can be considered something intentional, and sometimes, but it's not that way. It's something that you kind of disregard, and it becomes. There's mistakes and there's negligence. Negligence yeah. is. Well, I don't know. We shouldn't get into the nuance of of it all, but there is criminal negligence, and that yes, we've is. definitely covered. Yes, we have. But we've also covered genuine accidents too. But how do we get on this? I don't know. <laughs> but we we may we will hopefully. Mm-hmm. I will try my best to get it in because my sister's family is coming into town yeah. this week, which will be fun. We yeah. will. Uh, we will be going to the Carolina Hurricanes yeah. New York Rangers game on yeah. Friday. Uh, we'll take pictures, of course, and probably put some of them up, but it's my sister, obviously her husband, and her three kids, mm-hmm. so we're very excited. My uh, nephew, Danny, mm-hmm. is a huge New York Rangers fan. Mm. They, so whoever, they live in New York. So whoever wins, it'll be a... Yeah, it'll be a good outcome. But it just it just so happened to be when they were coming yeah. to town that the Rangers were That's too. That's awesome, so. and you're gonna sit in the lower bowl with him, which I think is great. Yes, it's gonna be fun. That's fantastic. So, what was your point in bringing that up? You said. We're, we're going to try next week. And then well, you just said all to that. to do a miracle save. Yeah. Yeah, maybe hockey adjacent. I have, well, I have a couple of ideas. Oh, okay. So, but I think I'm leaning towards the miracle save. Because okay. this was pretty fucking god-awful. Just saying, you've got time tomorrow. You're not working I tomorrow. I, I'm not. <laughs> and also just going to mention that even when I felt shall we like... Take, shall we take pictures of our paint swatches so people can vote on yeah, it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, That's what I will be doing tomorrow. And also just mentioning that um, when I could have been sleeping a couple of nights this week, I did an awful lot of work around the house. Yes, you did. So maybe you could paint. do some research. I'll, I'll do both. Okay, if you do both, that's even better. I would take the research over the painting. Though. Okay, well, that's where we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but we agree. Oh, to, we agree to disagree. Apparently. All right. I'm literally a night owl. That's when I work. Well, then I'll you get it can done. you can research tonight. It'll be uh, no, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like I'm a night owl. Not tonight. Just not tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> The research part, not the night owl part. Did I did I interrupt you? I'm so sorry because apparently I'm the bitch who interrupts you. Yes, you are. Okay, go ahead. So that was very sadly the Ew. Winter Cherry Shopping Center fire brought to us by Leanne. Thank you again, Leanne. That was well done. It was. It was excellent research. Uh, 
that terrible story. Mm-hmm. But again, seen from the perspective of somebody that knows the perspective of people in a different yeah. country, mm-hmm. which is to me is Very always helpful. Is, is always interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so again, that was the Winter Cherry Shopping Center fire. This has been all bad things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.